Today, I talk with Mark Metry. He is a best-selling author, an amazing entrepreneur, and the host of one of the top podcasts in the world, Humans 2.0. But the amazing part of this story is we deep dive on LinkedIn and how Mark went from having nothing, no following, no audience, no platform, to building one of the most viral audiences in the world on LinkedIn. Specifically, we talk about how you can become the number one voice on LinkedIn in your industry right now. Number two, he talks about and deconstructs the superhero effect. And just by adjusting a couple of things in your bio, how you can attract people to want to work with you. Third, he actually goes into exactly how he creates content, what content flow he uses, and how you can mimic the same. And most importantly, he talks about the, the idea of the psychological promise and how this binds people to you, attracts people to you, and wants to make people work with you. LinkedIn is a goldmine, and Mark shows you exactly how to do it. So get ready for an insane interview with my friend, Mark Metry. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. So, Mark, we can talk about so many things right now because <laughs> you, you have been one busy body. But, dude, one thing I have to tell you above anything else is congratulations on, on actually writing and launching the book, man. Like, how does it feel right now? To be honest with you, man, this whole journey has been so rewarding. Sometimes it's been scary. But it's definitely, you know, been weird. You know, someone who is 22 years old and I'm just trying to live my life and I'm just trying to take advantage of the exponential technology that nobody else has had in human history to help like the 12-year-old version of myself of myself, and talk about things like mental health and transformation and, and things that are really deep. It's been extremely rewarding, but it's also been super weird. Um... And like every single day, you know, I get messages, I get emails, like real heartfelt messages of people telling me like, hey, I was in your position. And, you know, when I heard this thing, or when you said this, it totally changed how I, how I looked at things. And so this is crazy, man. Like, it feels like I'm just writing like my life story movie in like real life action. So yeah, it's it's been crazy to say the least. <laughs> but dude, it's it's amazing. So uh, screw being shy. Learn how to manage social anxiety and be yourself in front of anyone. Mark Metry did recently went live. I I when I when when I first and and I'm super grateful that I was uh, a par small. I got a small line in the book, so I'm super grateful for that. The mm. dude when I saw the title when you when I first saw the pre cover that you sent me, I was like first, I was like wow. How, how vulnerable does he have to be in this? Because you can't say what you're saying with this title. You can't say it without like digging deep and being vulnerable in a, in like a written medium. And that's, that's tough, dude. Yeah, man, it's, it's definitely tough, but I know that 
these problems in our society, in our world, are just not going to be acknowledged and are not going to be solved if people don't talk about them. And, you know, in my book, I talk about where I would have basically a panic attack anytime every, anybody would try to talk to me. I talk about the times where um, I would wet the bed all the time, even when I was like a young adult, because my wow. body would go into a fight or flight response because I had psychological trauma. I talk about the times where I did things that I'm not proud of that enabled shame to build up in me, like stealing from stores way back in the day when um, I didn't have too much money. And so for me, it's just been like this process of how much can I just sort of flip my guts inside out into the world, at least like in an appropriate manner so that people understand that there are others like them that have these same thoughts. There are other people like them that have gone through these issues. And when I was growing up, I never heard anybody talk about this. And that was a major reason why I didn't get help. That was a major reason why I thought that I was some sort of a, a moral failure that God or the universe had just sort of created me to, to just be doomed, not being able to talk to people, never being able to be myself. And so it's like you, you can't live with the pain of that and continue to live uh, because if you do, then, you know, you almost become a statistic. And I talk about the times where I was suicidal. And it's just like, when you go through that, you have two options. You can either use that pain to fuel and reinvent yourself, or you can use it to destroy you and destroy other people and their self-esteem. And so I'm just, I'm on the side for good. You know, I try my best every single day. I still have problems. I still have issues. I still have an ego, but it's just like, I'm trying to get ahead of it in the most transparent way that I can, because I know that when I'm like 80 years old, I'm going to be like, man, I, I'm so glad I did that when I was 22. And it's helped me build this platform, this legacy that I have today. So uh, I hope it's all meaningful and it's worth it at the end. Um, so, hey, listen, so the, the one thing that, that totally stood um, out to me was when the, the CEOs that I mentor, I tell them the one thing that completely changes uh, everything is, you know, I say, don't suffer in silence. And uh, there is this amazing quote, Mark, uh, that I had one of my mentors tell me, and he said, uh, our, our mind is like a bad neighborhood. Don't go in there alone. And just, that's so, it's so crazy when I hear that, right? Like it's totally true because for high achievers, uh, that's literally kind of what you're saying, which is so, which is so amazing. Um, so let me ask you a, a transitionary question here. So what you did, this brings me to kind of why we're here at business school. What you did mm -hmm. was you took, you launched your book a lot of people say, hey, you know what? I, I have this message and story to share with the world. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this piece of this body of work. And then I'm going to spend the rest of my life promoting it and getting it in the hands of people. But you were able to completely compress that curve because you, whether it was by accident or whether it was by mm -hmm. design, you did it in a very thoughtful way. Meaning what you did was you launched the book on top of a platform that you had already built where you could instantly after you wrote the book, you were able to get it in the hands of people. You were able to get the message out. And I think a lot, mm. you and I, how many books do you and I know? How many messages do you and I know that are beautiful, well-written, but they'll never mm. see the light of day because people just don't have the platform for it. 
Yeah. And, 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 uh, even, and on so many conversations that we've had, you, you know, you've shared, hey, one of the primary ways in which you really went from zero, actually having nothing from a social presence perspective or a platform perspective to today is um, LinkedIn and yeah. how you've leveraged that platform. And you literally, you, you knew nothing about when you, when you started, but <laughs> what I love about it, dude, is, is Mark, is when you... Uh, the order in which you built this body of work. Cause I actually don't think that in this short amount of time, you would have been able to reach this many people without that platform. Yeah, no, hands down 100%. Like I tend to think that the biggest reasons for my professional success are my internal success first and foremost, obviously, but then also LinkedIn and also my podcast too. And I, I totally agree with you. You know, like there's that whole, there's like that whole quote that says, if you build it, they will come. And I think that that might've applied like 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. But the reality is, is like you said, there are so many people out there that have amazing, meaningful, heartfelt messages, but they're not getting out there. And personally for me, that's what's enabled me to like make my book a bestseller. I've had people like Dan Pink endorse my book and just like the, the craziest amount of praise and, uh, and accolades and, and numbers in terms of selling and getting this idea out there that there's no way this would have been possible. And, you know, for me, I got on LinkedIn in 2017. You know, I always kind of had LinkedIn. I remember I was in some like tech class in high school and they were like, hey, you got to make a LinkedIn because it's like how you get a job and you put your resume up there. Right. And I just always kind of use it as that. But I remember in 2017, when I had started my podcast, I interviewed um, a friend of mine who said, oh, wait, you know, before we start this podcast, you mind if I post on LinkedIn real quick? And wow. I was like, wait, you can post on LinkedIn? Because <laughs> up to that time, I didn't know they had a content feed, right? Like Facebook or like Instagram. Right. I just thought that it was like this online resume. And I like began to, to look around at it, experiment at it. And the first time actually made a piece of content was this video that I had recorded. And it was this video that was a part of this uh, hashtag let's get honest initiative. And this is actually when LinkedIn just came out with video <laughs> as a feature. Previously, they didn't even have video on the platform. And like this challenge was like, hey, just share something that you want to be honest uh, about. And, and personally, in my own life at this time, you know, this was a maybe about two years after I had kind of fallen down a dark time, I was suicidal and I was beginning to get ahead of my social anxiety and I was beginning to manage it in my life. And I just kind of whipped out my, my webcams laptop and I just recorded this video and I said, you know, throughout my entire life, I've always let kind of social fears dominate me and not enable me to be my real self. And it was just like this minute long video didn't really think twice of it, to be honest with you. And I put it up and, you know, like a week later I logged back in and, um, you know, I don't know. I don't think the stats on the video were, were crazy, but I just got comments of people that were like CEOs and different business leaders that were like, you know, Hey Mark, you're so courageous for sharing this. You know, I have a daughter who struggles with the same thing, wow. or it would be some other guy who said, you know, I also struggle with this too. And seeing you kind of share that at your young age gives me hope. But 
even after that, to be honest with you, I, I didn't really think twice of LinkedIn. And it wasn't until to, like the beginning of 2018 where I just had a, a few of my different mentors tell me to just get on LinkedIn because it was a major, major opportunity. And like the big thing that I learned, Sharon, is that, you know, Instagram has like, what, like a billion monthly users. I don't know what percentage of those people create content, but on LinkedIn, I think there's something like 500 million or or 700 million people. And it's like less than 1% of them create content. Wow. And so it is such a content deficient platform, obviously now because of people like me talking about it and and other people, more, uh, you know, influencers on Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube are heading on LinkedIn now. And the other big part about it is, um, you know, obviously I think that every single social media platform has its use, you know, Facebook, Instagram, they're all great. They all have its own use. But the real thing that I absolutely love about LinkedIn, and I, I think that this has made me sort of climb up the professional success ladder much, much faster. It's because the people who are on LinkedIn are uh, decision makers and businesses. They're CEOs. They're people in the business entrepreneurial world, usually 100% of the time. And so, you know, I've been able to you know, collaborate with companies like Amazon, Forbes, like some Fortune 500 companies, it's been mostly all from LinkedIn. And it's just been showing up there every single day and making content. And now, you know, I think I'm at like, like 72,000 followers. I've had posts of mine that have gotten millions of views and it's just completely changed my life. And, and, you know, personally for me, my primary purpose in this world is to help other people achieve a life of uh, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual freedom. And my number two purpose is to help leaders get their own movement started. And I'm super fortunate to have been able to help a ton of leaders, you know, get more serious about LinkedIn because it's just an insane opportunity and still not a lot of people are taking advantage of it. So it's just such a great, great opportunity, man. I'm glad you asked. So, you know, this is, this is awesome. And, um, I, if it's okay with you, I I would love to kind of deconstruct or just download Mm -hmm. your kind of three years. I mean, compress your three years into 30 minutes here, because I think that, uh, just tactically, a lot of people are, you know, I, I say that they, you know, they have the, the one question problem, right? The one question problem ends up being, if I can solve this one question, it opens up and I, I'll go do the work. Hey, I just mm. don't know what to post, or I just don't know, is my bio okay? Or I just don't know if I can do video, or I just don't know if I can link people out. Or I just don't, a lot right. of people that I talk to have this one question problem. That one question, if they can get a little clarity on that, it dramatically opens up kind of their, their freedom to do things. But uh, the one thing that you said about, because uh, I'm on, I, I'm after your kind of coaching, I'm on, I, I started to take LinkedIn seriously. And because the, the one thing I have realized, so there's two, my two favorite things about LinkedIn. Uh, number one is that there's no like guru fanboys on LinkedIn, right? Like that's, <laughs> which is, which is on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, they're totally these guru fanboys that yeah. are, you know, and that's for a while, that's interesting, but it's not, it's a very, 
watch my jet, watch my Bentley kind of right. culture and all that, which is okay. I, I have no problem with it, but it's just yeah. not, it, as a platform as a whole, LinkedIn is not like that, which is really powerful, right? And so that's, mm. it democratizes the content and the and where you're coming from. And the second thing, Mark, is I am amazed at the at the limited amount of like negativity and hate on the platform. Like that itself <laughs> is so amazing. Like I want, when, when I'm stuck and I want to be positive, I just go on LinkedIn because there, there is no, it's all positive and it's all like uplifting. It's all inspirational. It's all teaching. It's all educational. Yeah. It's all sharing. And there's something to be said about that from an energy perspective too. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and to be honest with you, man, like I have, I have literally met the most important people in my life from LinkedIn on the platform. And I think that's for a few different reasons. I think one, people who are on LinkedIn in the first place, they definitely have some uh, orientation towards growth or at least professional growth or career growth just because of the way uh, the platform is. Whereas maybe Instagram, you know, there's so many different like, you know, niches, like there's people who are posting like cartoons or or food um, and, and whatnot. But it's like, LinkedIn is all about growth. So it's like, I, I have friends of mine who are like uh, fitness trainers who have been able to like completely grow a business just off the back of LinkedIn of helping like busy CEOs get in shape. And that's yeah. because, yeah. you know, they don't take videos of them like in a six pack. They take <laughs> videos, they say like, hey, um, did you know that you know, back pain is the number one cause of like general fatigue. And if you're in a meeting and you're tired, a big part of that has to do with like your body mind connection. I will help you kind of tap into that. And so LinkedIn is very, very results oriented. And the thing about it is, you know, I've had posts of mine that have gotten millions of views. Um, sometimes they get me business. Um, sometimes they don't get me a ton of business. I've had other posts of mine that have just hit like the bottom, like 5,000 views. And I've generated like $10,000 worth of revenue just off like a single post. And that's because, um, all, all you are is just one message away from uh, a CEO from, you know, I remember the first kind of big gig that I got from LinkedIn was with this fortune 500 company. And it was literally just the CEO's assistant, just kind of scrolling through and looking at different podcast related uh, tools. And so definitely like the whole culture of, of LinkedIn is, is all oriented towards growth. It's all oriented towards career development. And if you can help people achieve that from the different perspectives, whether you are a fitness trainer or you're an author or you're a high performance coach, as long as you can help people in general, then it's good. You know, Instagram, I, I think, um, you know, can be good for maybe sharing a little bit more about yourself, like the more personal side. And of course you need both. But if I'm going to grow on LinkedIn, um, or excuse me, if I'm going to try to grow my business, grow my professional, it's definitely, definitely going to be on LinkedIn. And then also the second thing is, um, if you triple down on LinkedIn the same way that I did, you could literally become the number one voice on there. You know, like Gary V has done it. He's got millions of followers on there now. Uh, other people like um, Ed Milet, uh, like myself that have taken LinkedIn more seriously have become like the top dominating industry. And then like, you just think about the implications of that, of like, 
whether you know an, an event organizer is on there or whether some sort of um, you know a press reporter is on LinkedIn and they search for that industry, your name is going to come up first. And so it's extremely, extremely valuable. And then even, um, you know, ever since uh, Mike, uh, LinkedIn got bought out by Microsoft, I believe it was a few years ago, I mean, they've done major changes to the platform. And if you even look at Microsoft as a company, they're all about creating ecosystems. They're all about creating these major platforms where people can grow. And that's exactly what they've been doing on, on LinkedIn. And so, yeah, the implications of it are, are definitely, definitely huge. And, you know, I'm happy to get into like the tactical one, yeah. two, three, but, but, um, yeah. but I definitely think the point that you said of like that one question uh, problem definitely gets people stuck uh, in a lot of the ways. And it can be just be good to just, go on that platform, learn more about it, begin to experiment and really just see that um, it could be a major, major source of uh, business. Like personally for me, maybe like 70% of my business comes directly from LinkedIn and That's like, awesome. I'll like wake up in the morning, I'll write a post and maybe an hour, two hours, three hours pass by. And that post has like 15, 20,000 views I have like five leads coming from that already. And it's just, uh, it's a massive system for sure, man. Dude, that's so, so, so I, I went through parts of your course and I wrote down a bunch of questions that, you know, I think from a structural perspective can, uh, what I thought was, well, what, what's stopping somebody, right? I tried to get in the head of a few people. So I talked to a few of my private clients and I said, well, what is stopping you? And I have those questions in front of me, which is, I said, Hey, I'm talking to like the expert here. So maybe we could deconstruct this. <laughs> so, so let, uh, let, let me fire a few tactical stuff at you. Yeah. The first one is, um, the other platforms like Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, they are not really, you know, kind of profile bio-dependent in any way. You can get by right. with, with very sparse kind of stuff. You don't have to almost tell the world who you are. Can you talk briefly about, if I were starting out, a few things that I need to think about when I'm just crafting that profile and that bio so, I, so I'm actually talking to the right person? Yeah, that's a great question, man. And the reality is, is if you're able to do this, you are already sticking out from 99% of the people on LinkedIn. People on LinkedIn have literally the, the most generic, uh, terrible taglines and, and bios. And they're like, you know, I have five years of experience doing this and, and that. The real way to capture people is, you know, what's really interesting is like, for example, on Instagram, right? If you posted something and people are commenting, right? You have maybe I comment, maybe Gary V comments. All you see on Instagram is just my name. But the thing with LinkedIn is when you comment on somebody's post, they have like a little tagline that's below their name. You know, personally for me, it's like best-selling author of my book, podcast, yada, yada, yada. That is a, a direct spot for you to literally put like a, like a mini advertisement, like almost like a little email signature. Awesome. You could say, awesome. I help uh, busy CEOs perform better. I help uh, B2B companies start podcasts. And every time you comment, that's right then and there. And, you know, when it comes to kind of like the, the about, the, the bio of your uh, LinkedIn, obviously that's a spot for you to talk about your services. That's the spot where maybe you can talk about your experience, maybe any accolades, anything that can give you credibility. But the big thing is 
what I've learned is if you're able to just like really capture in like the first sentence of your bio page, some interesting aspect of your life, you can get people hooked. So, you know, for me, I I say, you know, today I'm a Forbes featured uh, speaker. I'm on an Amazon prime documentary series. Um, But once upon a time, I couldn't even make direct eye contact with anybody. And I suffer from social anxiety. And, you know, this is a tip that, um, you know, a lot of people call this like the superhero effect where it's like, if you look at any superhero, like, like Batman, there's usually like a very outwardly facing strength. Everyone kind of knows them for that. But then there's always like this, this double side to it. There's always like maybe like a little bit of a, of a darker side to it. And the reason why that's important on LinkedIn is because LinkedIn is, is, it's getting better now, but it is too much of a professional platform. It's like overly professional. And so if you can just be honest and you can say, Hey, yeah, I'm really good at, you know, improving your performance. I'm really good at my professional expertise, but I'm also a human. You know, I've also gone through these struggles that immediately lets somebody, um, one stick out to your profile and that immediately lets somebody know that you are different than everybody else on this platform. And you're actually a real human being because, you know, Sean, one of the problems that LinkedIn has, obviously every, every platform has this, but LinkedIn has gotten known for being too spammy. A lot of salespeople are on there. A lot of them are sending in-mail messages, um, like thousands of them without even connecting to you. And so that's like what most of that platform is, or it's like people trying to find a job. But if you're able to separate yourself and you're like, hey, this is who I am. This is what my brand stands for. This is how I can help you. And this is how I'm a human. Then you are immediately ahead of 99% of the people on LinkedIn. Dude, that's so that's so good. I think just the fact knowing that, uh, you know, and the ninja stuff right here was, hey, when you go comment on someone's post, uh, your little tagline comes up, which is a, which is an like an amazing, like you said, right, like a social email signature, which is really mm. powerful. But let's take that to the ninja effect of number two, which I amazing that I wrote this down was, um, it. it that was not built by accident. The, the, the creators of LinkedIn were like, hey, if, if now we're actually, the reason we're doing that is because now when Sharon comments on Mark's post, Mark gets to see that. So now I'm going to incentivize Sharon to comment more because now Sharon can go anywhere, comment more. And now it's not just, hey, someone like Sharon commented on my post. It was like, I see instantly and I associate who, what Sharon does. And so, and, and from a commenting liking, commenting, sharing perspective, that's even before we get into content creation, I remember you telling me, hey, the first thing you need to be doing is just getting engaged and, you know, engaged with the existing content on the platform. So let's say I have my profile, like you said, I've got the superhero effect. I'm good at blank, but I also have blank kryptonite, right? Like that's really cool. You've got this mini advertisement tagline. You've, You've shown a little humanity. Now, if I'm, if the next thing that I'm going to do is go, start to engage a little bit and get familiar with the platform. What are your suggestions around commenting, yeah. sharing, and, and engaging with existing content? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So I have honestly uh, built my podcasts from 
LinkedIn. And one of the ways that I did that is, you know, I identified people who are really big in the podcasting game who are in my similar industry or my similar niche and they don't respond to their comments. And what I mean is, I'm, you know, obviously I'm not trying to call people out, but if you look at like major, major leaders, influencers like um, Tim Ferriss, uh, Gary Vee, uh, Tom Bilyeu, a lot of these people, they kind of run LinkedIn. They kind of have it on like an auto scheduler. They might have uh, someone on their team doing it and uh, they may get an extreme high value, uh, high volume of comments and they just don't respond. And so a major part of my strategy is I will identify five to 10 people on LinkedIn who are already getting engagement on their posts, who already have an audience that I want. And I will go in there and leave very, very thoughtful comments that are are useful. And the other part of this too is sometimes I'll be scrolling in there and I'll see someone will ask a question to like Gary Vee and they'll say, Hey, you know, should I start a podcast? Should I not? And you go in there and you respond to their question themselves. Now, that person who may be interested in the same exact uh, niche or the service that you're offering now knows about you. And like one of the best parts about LinkedIn is this whole kind of network effect. And what I mean by that is if you go to just like your LinkedIn feed, your LinkedIn homepage, you're not just going to see like posts of, of like people's content. You're going to see people in your network who have commented on other people's posts and have tagged yeah. them. Yeah. And yeah. what I mean by that is like, you know, probably the first time when I got on the map, so to speak, in like the entrepreneurship world was in 2018. And it was after I had interviewed Seth Godin. And it's not just because I had just interviewed Seth Godin and he was just up on my podcast. It was because I made a little micro video snippet and I posted up on there and I tagged Seth Godin. And I don't even think Seth Godin saw that post. But the really interesting part about LinkedIn is if your content, if your post gets enough engagement and you've tagged somebody in it, it is going to automatically pop up in everyone who's connected or follow Seth Godin on LinkedIn at the top of their content feed. And so next thing I know, I've tapped into, you know, all of the CEOs, all of the leaders that look up to Seth Godin for business, marketing, for leadership. Now they know who I am. They've seen that post of him and I together. And they can make a decision to like, comment, maybe follow me, maybe look into more to me. And so, yeah, there are like many different layers behind it. But if you can start to identify five to 10 people that you really want to uh, engage with, you want their audience, and then maybe start to uh, tag them if you can find some way to collaborate with them too, you're going to get literally directly inside of their audience. So that's extremely powerful. Dude, that's such a great tip because essentially what you said was, let's use someone else's platform, <laughs> right? To build, to, to, to build and serve your message. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I, and, and I think you and I are very similar where I'm not trying to sell somebody anything, but I think that people forget that right when we talked about this early on, there's a lot of bodies of work out there that never see light of day. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think it is our responsibility to make it see light of day. And, and that's mm-hmm. on us. And so what you're saying is, hey, I have a great podcast. I have a great message. I have a great service. And if someone is going to comment on Gary Vee's feed saying, hey, should I start a podcast? And I, Mark Metry, who have built one of the best podcasts in the world, I mean, of 300 plus episodes, Humans 2.0 is like, um, I mean, like I binge, I binge listen, right? It's like the coolest thing, <laughs> right? And if you comment on that, there's a, there is two things there, right? One, you're adding value and to the person that's asking the question. And two, mm. you have insane credibility around it. And three, if Gary ever saw that, it is the greatest thing for, for somebody on their own feed to see a discussion happening. Like right on my, when I see people on, on uh, Facebook or, or Instagram comment on my stuff and I see other people get involved in that thread and I don't have to touch it in any way and I see the community effect, mm. I feel as a, even though it's my platform, I feel super grateful that that's happening and that I'm able to create that, call it container for that conversation. And I think what you've just shown is you can actively, you know, I wouldn't say hack it, but you can actively engage with it, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing that I would say too is like, I know personally for me, like if I post a, uh, an, like a post on Instagram and it, it does pretty well, uh, for, for my, my stats, my audience considering, dude, the amount, the amount of comments of us, of like, I'll hear of like, Hey, I messaged this guy and I got $2,000 or I did a Forex trading thing. And I made this amount of money. There's so much of that on Instagram. Yeah. Of course yeah. there's going to be spamming on LinkedIn, but with LinkedIn, I see it a lot less. And I just genuinely see kind of like that community effect of people helping other people. And the other part about this too, Sharon is I've started making like these more community threads. So like, for example, um, you know, when this whole kind of like COVID-19 thing was just beginning and a lot of people were were losing their jobs, a lot of people still are. um, I was like, you know, hey guys, if you have a business and you're hiring, comment below and you get people engaged like that. And then I made another post that said, you know, hey, do you, do you host a podcast? And do you want to be a guest on podcasts? And I created like this mini kind of podcasting. Yeah, marketplace, which is so cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like the real power of it. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, of course you could do that on other social media networks, but I feel like the, the network effect for LinkedIn is just especially powerful for those kinds of things. Awesome. Um, so you went right into it. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about content creation. And I think that people kind of, this overwhelms folks a lot. And I think LinkedIn overwhelms people more because Mm. it has this aura of extreme professionalism, right? Like I need to have a picture of me in a suit. I need to only (laughs) say things that, you know, have really good punctuation. I need to only have perfect grammar. There is that kind of, you know, 2015 approach to LinkedIn, which I don't, it's actually, it's gone from being a business networking platform to a real social platform now. Can you kind of talk about, are people overthinking the fact of, hey, I need to show up very businessy on this platform? That's number one. And second is, and I'll I'll dig more into like content creation around it, but what are your thoughts around kind of the tone, how you show up and and how do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, I think, what you said is spot on. And, and I think it's really evident, like when that whole, uh, 
like when that whole challenge was going around, that was like, hey, here's your Tinder picture, here's your Facebook picture, <laughs> yeah. here's your LinkedIn picture. And the LinkedIn picture was always much, much more professional. And so I think that kind of conception has definitely had a lot of people shy away from the platform. And I think that's definitely warranted just because the changes that LinkedIn has made over the last few years have definitely been new. But, you know, I can say for myself, like, almost every time the best performing posts that I make are like not professional at all. And it's just me being real. And, you know, when it comes to, to content, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do. You know, if you already make videos on your, like your Instagram, for example, you can put those on, on LinkedIn and it, and it really shouldn't be a problem. The only thing that I would say is, is maybe a little bit more unique to LinkedIn is LinkedIn is a, uh, is a much more intellectual com- uh, right. platform. And what I mean by that is text, like writing, copy, destroys it wins on linkedin and that's because like people then don't necessarily want to see your face (laughs) versus instagram they don't necessarily care if you have a a car or a jet it's just like hey what is the information how can this help me and why is it best that's why personally for me um you know i don't to be honest i don't really like taking pictures of myself um it's just not my kind of thing and i'm kind of a more intellectual writing kind of guy. And that's why I think I really do well on LinkedIn. And so if you're able to just spit out the facts, if you're able to just kind of write in um, not necessarily like a super academic or an intellectual way, just write like normal uh, copy, try to say um, as much as possible in as little words, then you'll definitely win. And like, for example, you know, for like, just like for, for your example, Sharon, you know, I see on your Instagram, you have like these super uh, cool, informative posts where you kind of have like a slider and like you break down different tips and you say like, Hey, number one, do this. Number two, do that. The really interesting part about LinkedIn is they have that feature, but they have it in like this document PDF feature. Uh, And so basically what you can do is it acts the same way as Instagram's kind of image slider, but the format of it is a little bit different. You just have to convert it to a PDF. Right. Those, when I post them, those are my best performing posts because it's kind of the best of both worlds. It's a little bit more aesthetic. You can drop in a lot more information because LinkedIn has a 1300 character limit in their text, which is unfortunate compared to like Instagram. I think it has like a 10,000 character limit or or something crazy like that. Um, And so it tries to limit you in that way. But if you're able to take that text information and convert that to some sort of a visual sliding piece, that's great because one, it's much more aesthetic. And then number two, whenever, and I'm sure this is true for many other social platforms, Whenever LinkedIn drops a new feature, they usually try to promote that. They usually right. try to promote that as much as possible. And they dropped this feature maybe like a, a few months ago or, 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 or a little bit longer than that. And so like for whatever reason, due to like the algorithm, whenever I make those posts, it, LinkedIn makes sure that it gets to the top of the algorithm and more wow. people who are following me, who are in my network do that. Um, and so like, for if you are like more 
intellectual. You just want to provide people value. You're not necessarily about the selfies. You're not about, you know, like the random pictures where like Instagram kind of is. It's much more visually appealing. LinkedIn is definitely, definitely the the spot for you. And um, and yeah, I, I wish more people like you and Seth Godin would take advantage of it for sure because it's super, super powerful. But the more you can focus on copy, the more you can focus on the text, the information piece, the more that LinkedIn is going to push this and spread this in the algorithm of like, hey, here is just really, really good information that works. And the second thing that I want to say is, one of the best parts about LinkedIn is that it doesn't care who you are. It doesn't right. care how many followers you have. And I've had like friends of mine who literally just made LinkedIn uh, accounts and they posted like, Hey, you know, I, I just got kind of like my first job at this company. Here are three things that I've learned as like a, a like a college intern or whatever. And some of those posts get way more engagement than mine. I've seen like friends of mine who have just got on LinkedIn, who have like 300 followers, who have gotten hundreds of thousands of views on their posts. And that's because LinkedIn is a marketplace of ideas. If you have the best ideas, the algorithm will push those out. It does not matter how many followers that you have. And so it's like this really equal playing field of just saying like, who is the best at this? Who actually has the best content that people engage with the most? And so um, versus like maybe Instagram or Facebook where maybe you have to build up a lot of your followers, LinkedIn is not like that. It's very much an equal playing field. Yeah. So dude, I totally, uh, I love that. I want to talk a little bit about the followers in a second, but I, I follow you on LinkedIn. I love your stuff. The, but you've also done an amazing job of keeping up with the, maybe you, you're looking at your analytics and keeping up with the trends. I remember you were doing these uh, selfie, no, just, just regular videos, right? You'd go yeah. on your run and you did the video. And I remember you telling me you did the video and it got decent engagement. And then you did the, uh, kind of the self transcription on top of the video. Mm. And you said, dude, that just, that totally exponentialized my views on it because people were watching the video with the transcription kind of going on it. Then you gave me the idea where you said, Hey, Sean, you've got all these like five, six slider posts, just make them a PDF. Yeah. You've got that. That does really well. But recently I've seen you do a lot more of these, um, list listicle posts, right? You know, seven mm. reasons to do this, eight, you know, seven ways to stay consistent posting on LinkedIn. And that stuff seems to just, you know, you have, you have 72,000 ish followers right now, which in Instagram world is 17 million. Like it's insane. Right. And, mm. but, but your views on your post are sometimes close to five to 10 X your follower base, which mm which is the very definition of virality, right? Like, so essentially I'm saying, all right, I have 72,000 people that this network says I'm connected to, but just the views on my post are 450,000. Like that's, right. that's, that's, am that's amazing. And that itself should get people to pause and stop and say, okay, I'm being given an opportunity here on a very level playing field that I can never, that, that Mark and Sharon and Jimmy are all on the same playing field and it's democratized how I can create and reach people. That's exactly it, man. And, um, you know, I think the list posts do really well just because of like that straight up kind of valuable information of like, hey, you know, you might be checking 
your LinkedIn before you go to work at like 8 a.m. Maybe you follow me. Maybe you don't. Maybe you are following like a specific hashtag in my niche. And when you see those posts and you know they've got that 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 number that kind of instantly provides like that psychological promise to the human brain of like, hey, um, I'm going to promise you, I'm going to tell you these five things that can help you. You know, I'm not going to take you for a whirlwind. I'm not going to, you know, give you two of them and then say, go buy my course to get the rest of them. And so I think it's like that real psychological promise that can get people. And then the reality is, is like the, the other part about it too is when you make those listicle posts and you say like, hey, here are seven ways to crush on LinkedIn. And what I always try to do is I always try to make my post open-ended in the sense of I always ask people like, hey, do you agree with this? Do you not agree with this? And let's say you do or you don't, what would be number eight on this list? And so when you do that, you open up the conversation for a lot of people and you get them to engage. And the more engagement you get, the better your post performs, the better it goes up in the algorithm. But um, ultimately, if you're able to do that, that's fine. And then also, the other note about this too is with LinkedIn, there are kind of two kinds of, of audience types. There are your connections and then there are followers. Connections are you go to my profile, you go to uh, your profile, and there's a button that says connect. And a lot of the times when you connect with someone, this is LinkedIn's feature of like, now you can message this person. Um, now you can like see like their email address. You can see their contacts. Uh, you can see their other connections. Um, and then there are followers. And this happens when you reach the peak connections, which is actually 30,000. I think I'm sitting on like 22 or, or 23,000 connections. And then now LinkedIn like pops up and it gives you a button when people view your profile that says follow. This uh, means that they will see your content in their feed, even if they're not connected to you. And you know another great way that you can really use this to grow is if you identify like, you know, maybe your ideal clients, the main people you want to get in front of, and you go to their profile and you start engaging with their content, you know, day in and, and day out, and then you send them a connection request and you personalize that, which is super important. And what I mean by that is on LinkedIn, the default is just to connect without a note but it'll ask you if you want to personalize a note. And basically what that means is if someone is on their phone and they're looking at their connection requests, all it is is it just pops up the person's name, their picture, and then that little tagline. And then it says, do you want to connect with this person or not? There's a check or there's an X. But if you personalize a note, you literally drop in a message right then and there. And a lot of the times people abuse the crap out of this on LinkedIn. They like try to connect with you and they say, Hey Mark, um, I see you're doing good work at, and then they just like have a a bot takes the name of your company and they auto fill (laughs) that in and they say, Hey, I would love it if you want to sign up for, um, our free PDF or hop on a consultation call or something like that. And so again, like if you're able to be authentic and and not kind of um, automate these things, or at least not automate them terribly, um, 
you're going to immediately stick out and it can get you right in front of people um, right away. And so that's also another thing to uh, kind of take mind of. So good, man. So good. Uh, so let me ask you a question about follower base for a second. So uh, on it, from a following perspective, given the exposure and the virality of the platform, and this can kind of totally bring us home, on a lot of platforms like the other platforms that people are generally used to, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, where you say, hey, I have a hundred, you know, go with, I have a thousand followers and I'm going to probably, if, if, if my post gets, you know, if the algorithm is feeling good and my post gets organic reach, mm-hmm. I'm never going to get more reach than my follower base, generally speaking, unless I, right. unless I blow out of, you know, unless I, you have three, three, 400,000 followers and more. But how important is the follower metric on uh, LinkedIn? Is that a vanity metric? Like if there's a metric yeah. that you would actually look at and care about as people are starting to grow and can, can hone in on a metric that they, they know that they're, they're doing a good job and they know that they're growing, what, what, what one or two metrics would you actually get them to follow? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I have 70,000 followers, but you know, the, the reality is, is sometimes my posts get 10,000 views. Sometimes my posts get a million views. And so it can really uh, just sort of depend. Um, but it's definitely easier to uh, expand the, the reach past your number of followers on LinkedIn, just from my own personal experience versus other platforms for sure. But I definitely, I definitely don't think that follower count is the most important thing to look out for. Um, what I would look at as, um, I would actually look at two different metrics and I would look at these in terms of uh, input versus output. And so what I would say to myself is, um, how many times am I commenting or, or like personally for me uh, and like the business that I run, like I have, sometimes I have my assistant um, commenting and someone and sometimes responding because it can just the volume of it can be sure. insane. Yeah. But looking at that input of like, hey, can I engage with like a hundred people's posts today? Hey, can I send um, ten people thoughtful connection requests that's based off the content that they post or the messages that I get from them, where they can at least know of me. That's one. And the second one that I would look at is the amount of engagement on your own posts. And then as well as the messages that you get, probably the most important thing about LinkedIn is your inbox. Your LinkedIn inbox is, if you run LinkedIn, right, it is essentially a a goldmine. You know, the amount of business that I have gotten from, you know, someone will randomly see my content. They might leave a comment I'll respond back meaningfully and I'll get a message from them and they'll say, you know, Hey Mark, I've been following your work for the last seven weeks. I've seen a lot of your posts. Um, you know, I, I saw that you collaborated with this person. I saw that you do this, you know, actually my company is looking to start a podcast or my company's looking to get more serious about, you know, generating leads online. Can you help us? And so I would look at engagement of your own posts, of your own comments, and your inbox. Those can be extremely, extremely powerful. And you know, the last thing that I'll say is like, you know, LinkedIn has like a like a sales navigator, like an email uh, system where you can search people's positions. uh, You can search them by how long they've been there. You can search them by a lot of different criteria. 
And that is also a, a great way to just learn more uh, about people. Because unfortunately, like LinkedIn system is not as transparent and, and, and robust compared to like Instagram of like, if you search for someone's name on Instagram, or if you search for like a hashtag, you'll get it. But sometimes on LinkedIn, that can be a little bit tricky. And so if you're trying to find a specific person, a specific kind of person to target, I would definitely use Sales Navigator, but I would not go for the immediate pitch. If I could create content instead to appeal to that person and engage with their own content, then they will message you. You don't even have to message them back or you don't even have to message them first. And so that's like a major, major way that you can do it for sure. Um, And that can be really, really rewarding on like the business dev side for sure. So good, man. You know, um, I want to, I want to wrap up with, um, so, so for, for everybody, I'll, I, I took, I'll, I'll post, I'll post this on LinkedIn, which is my four pages of yes. notes from us talking, which is super cool, but I'll, I'll link everything in the show notes. Cause you dropped some amazing gems. There are three things that, uh, the three big pillars of your, bodies of work right now that are really impacting a lot of people. And I'd love for you to talk about all three. One being for those that want to go deep with how you have practically done it. There's this LinkedIn course. We have the book, which I'd love for you to talk about where they can get them. And third, uh, my favorite of all, which is your podcast. So if you could just say, hey, those three things, just touch on them. That way I can give people a little context and I link everything in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Number one is uh, LinkedIn. I've got my um, I got my LinkedIn course. I also do uh, LinkedIn coaching. Number two is I have my podcast acceleration program, and people can check that out just on my website, which is my first and last name dot com m a r k m e t r y. And uh, yeah, last but not least, uh, I mean, I'm super passionate about the whole mental wellness side because you know that to me is like what really digs it because. You know, I've had people on my podcast from the co-founder of Netflix to billionaires who have told me they had hundreds of millions of dollars and they were going to kill themselves. And so that for me is like the ultimate, ultimate um, passion of mine. That's the book, Screw Being Shy. Um, The audio book will be released soon. And then I'm actually in the middle of taking that book and making it into a course for people who don't necessarily want to read, but want to learn how to like practically do these things at a more interactive level. So um, yeah, man, that's it. And I appreciate you for having me on, man. It's, it's oh, been an goodness. honor to see you grow and you're just filled with value. And I thank you for having me on, man. Hey, good. listen, uh, uh, but, well, as we finish, I want to tell people this is, um, it's pretty awesome because in a, such a short time on this planet, you've created such deep and rich bodies of work that are going to stand the test of time and continue to help people with the course, with the book, with the podcast. I mean, it's it's so awesome that you've been able to put this all together in sh- such a short amount of time. Like you've done lifetimes worth of work already and the world needs more people like you, Mark. And uh, I'm grateful to call you a friend, man. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you so much, brother. You're going to crush this podcast. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. 
No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com. Dot com.